0: Hello and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in two different parts of the country talk with friends and family about movies from their childhood or child movies of today. Um, So today we have a very special guest and we're going to talk about a very special movie and I'm going to let Eleanor introduce our special guest.
1: So our guest today is Katie Woodward Olson. I only recently noticed that change on Facebook. I wasn't sure when it happened, but it's exciting. And so Katie is a friend from college, which is awesome, but then she also has an incredible new blog called Katie Bird Bakes, and it's really exciting, particularly because she's been going crazy on Instagram with all of these incredible recipes. I know. It looks so good. Thanks, guys. Awesome that it's, like, all collected in one place.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited. It's finally live. Oh, whoa. Sorry. Now we're good. Sorry, no,
0: I just like plugged us into speakers so that it would be even louder. Cause I'm smart. All right.
1: X loudest.
0: The loudest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Eleanor,
1: you go. All right. So we like to start off each podcast before we really get into the movie. Today we're talking about Ratatouille because we're doing the whole cooking theme. But we do want to start off with something from this past week that we've really enjoyed, and this could be a book, a podcast, a movie, a song, could be a news item, a meme, whatever floats your boat. Um, And I know for me, I'm going to go on a double one. So I really, so it's like obviously very exciting that Beyonce is pregnant with twins. It was a great way to start Black History Month. It was also a great way to break the Trump news cycle. Um, so there's many positives about it. And then my friend Ariana showed me this meme of Kim Kardashian, like crying into the phone, being like, Kanye, we're having triplets. And I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's funny. And then,
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it was
1: pretty good. And then yesterday I would say like something I really enjoyed was I took a day trip with my friend Bobby and we went up to wine country in Santa Barbara County. And I was like, I don't want to know anything that's going on. So I put my phone on an airplane for like 14 hours and it was great.
0: Yeah. Was I think great. that that's really healthy for you. I think that and that's for good. everyone,
1: not just for me. Let me get a judgment call. I
0: mean, it's not a judgment <laughs> totally
1: call.
2: Agree. It's so nice to get disconnected sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. All the, the time. All the time. Okay, well, I'm, like, so ready because I was playing it for you guys when we started this. Um, I have become obsessed with this song that was on my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify, and it's called Shoot You Down, which, like, is a lot more violent than I usually am, but the beat is just, like, so good, and I can't stop listening to it, and it, like, kind of says a bad word on it, but, like, doesn't. It, like, you know, like, cuts off before they, they say it, um... But I definitely have also been playing it in my classroom, so sorry kids, it's reality. I just can't stop. I cannot stop. I'll post it to the Facebook page. Don't worry, peeps. You can all get the joy of this song.
1: Of this gem of the song. All right. So Katie, what has been your top thing of this past week?
2: So I actually have to give a shout out to J.K. Rowling for my favorite thing that happened this week. Well, she totally trolled a troll on her Twitter account. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but basically, somebody tweeted at her saying that they were really unhappy with her and they wanted, they were going to burn her books and her movies. And she responded and said, Well, the fumes from the DVDs might be toxic, and I've still got your money, so you can borrow my lighter.
1: That's phenomenal. She is such
2: a
0: badass. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh she
2: is a badass bitch, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That is so great. I saw that too, and I was like, "Way to go, J.K. Way to just like be your own," you know?
2: Yeah, being a nasty woman for everybody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> dressing like a woman all over the place this week. I mean, exactly. who knew? Who knew that I could dress like a woman? Um, <laughs> anyway. So now we'll start talking about the wonderful movie of this week, which is Ratatouille. Um, Legit, just finished watching it. But we usually ask our guests to give a brief synopsis. So, Katie, if you could tell us a little bit of what this movie is about, that would be great.
2: Sure. So uh, I actually had not seen this movie previously either, so I was glad I got the chance to watch it because it was awesome. Um, So basically the story is about this This rat, um, and actually I'm blanking on what his name is right now. Remy. Remy, I got you. What the heck is his name?
0: Remy. I'm Remy.
2: Remy. That's right, Remy. So Remy is a rat who um, dreams of becoming a chef in Paris, and So he's, you know, but he's living the rat life with all of his rat family. And they, you know, kind of forage for garbage. And his dad is always telling him, this is what rats do. You can't do anything else. You have to live this life that we've committed to. And so he um, happens to get separated from his family, winds up by accident in this French restaurant for this chef that he's been idolizing his whole life, created this restaurant, and um, he winds up by a weird set of circumstances, basically pseudo being a chef at this restaurant because he's controlling the actions of a human who is cooking at this restaurant. And he creates these wonderful dishes, and everybody loves it, but nobody knows that it's actually a rat that's doing all this cooking. Um, and so hilarity ensues.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was very in, well done. And it's in France, and it has like all of these really beautiful Images and there's like Eiffel Tower and it oh it is so charming and I love one of my like kind of lifetime favorite songs is Le Festine which is the song that they play in the final credit and it's like beautiful and French and you feel like you should just feel like eating. Like, Bon Bon's, like, on a boat down the sun. And it's it is, true. like, an ideal state-of-mind song. It's true. <laughs> it's I, totally true.
0: I, too, listened to that song a lot, especially, like, in high school. I got, like, real into it. I actually have it memorized. Um, we will also post that to Facebook. I'm just going to give the world all the best music this week because we all need it, right? <laughs> um, but, it's, yeah, so, I mean, I literally just finished watching this movie and I love this movie it is so good I think it's a really great message of like being yourself and like all that stuff but I did notice that this movie is like pretty white and I guess I like I maybe wasn't paying attention to that like when this movie came out you know 10 years ago but I was like whoa everyone in this movie is white there's like one like kind of like sous chef i guess you would say in the kitchen who like looks to yeah. be of like african descent but that's like pretty much it <laughs> he's like the <laughs> one so i just thought it was interesting like how i noticed that in 2017 as opposed to wait when did this movie come out uh I think it was two years
2: ago yeah. yeah
0: 2007
1: wasn't it i remember yeah. it was the same summer that no reservations. The Captain Zeta Jones Aaron Eckhart movie came out, which oh, yeah. was a remake of the German film mostly Martha. And it was like, oh, it's like the summer of cooking movies.
0: <laughs> it was exciting. The it was a good time for all. Yes. Yes. And there's also one only one woman in like the whole movie.
2: Yes. And I noticed that I really liked her in the beginning, how like tough she was and stuff. But then they, they used that old standby of her having to fall in love with the the male character. And I was like, why? This is not a normal pairing. Like, why did this happen? <laughs> I
0: agree. I agree. And like he was like, I love the character. What's his name? Oh, um, Linguini. Yeah, Linguini. I love Linguini. I think he's so funny. But he's like kind of spineless. And I'm like, I don't know that like that woman would be exactly. attracted to would it. Be into it. Yeah.
2: Right. She's super powerful and badass, and she's an amazing chef. And, like, why would she fall in love with this guy who, like, can't cook and is, like, huge klutz? Like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Wait, okay, so, Katie, I want to talk a little bit about how awesome you are. And, like, I was talking to Eleanor maybe, was it a year ago when, or who was it, Colleen Walters? Somebody told me that you would, like, quit lawyering, which I think is, like, the best (laughs) ever, to, like, pursue your own passion and, like, to, to find out, like, what made you you. So can you talk a little bit about that and, like how you went from being a lawyer at, like, I don't even know what law firm, but I'm guessing it was a good one, to, like, (laughs) doing your own thing now and being creative.
2: Yeah. um, It's been a bit (laughs) of (laughs) a... Eleanor, are you you still
0: alive? I apologize. One one second. I was in a place I didn't
1: expect to be, and all of a sudden it
0: got, like, very loud. Well, it also sounded like you were, like, in a car accident.
2: So that's (laughs) why I was
0: like, What?
1: I like to experiment with sound
0: design,
2: but
0: back <laughs> to Katie.
2: Back to Katie. All right. As long as everything's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, um, for right after I graduated law school, um, I started work as a corporate attorney at this big law firm um, in Chicago, and uh, I did that for about a year and a half. I was working there, um, and... Pretty much from the beginning, I realized that I did not like it. I wasn't passionate about it. Um, And it was a really intense job. Uh, I, you know, everybody talks about work-life balance, but in a big law firm, there's actually no work-life balance. Um, Yet I was answering emails 24-7, you know, I would get emails I had to respond to at two in the morning. And um, basically, you know, my life did not matter. My life was my work. And if you're passionate about that, then that's great. And that's, you know, something that that you'd be fine with. But I discovered that I really wasn't passionate about, I was doing real estate transactions um, for like big corporate developers. And I really discovered that I wasn't interested in that. And I didn't feel like I was making really an impact in the world. I was kind of just like pushing paper, Um and, and it was consuming literally all of my time. And I felt like I had kind of, I mean, this, this gets really existential, but I felt like I had kind of um, like lost who I was and like right. what I had stood for. And I just felt like I was kind of just, you know, a cog in the wheel of the mm. corporate machine, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I get, grew increasingly uncomfortable with that. And, um, you know, basically, it just got harder and harder for me to go to work every day. And, uh, that's not the reason I became a lawyer. I became a lawyer so that I could, you know, hopefully positively impact some people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I was not doing that at all. And, um, so I decided after many months of back and forth, I decided to just take a break for a while, um, do reset rejuvenation time and figure out what the heck it was I wanted to do with my life. And so I quit in July of this past year. So it's been about six months. And, um, I really, I, I've always been passionate about baking and cooking always, um, from when I was very young. And so what I always, in my free time and I would do it, even during law school and everyone's like super stressed out, my way of de-stressing would be to bake things for people. Like I would bring cookies to class or like muffins or like whatever I wanted to bake that day. And everyone was like, well, why, how do you even have time to do this? Well, like that was my stress relief. So that's what I would do. And the same thing happened while I was working. I would always bring stuff to work and whatever. And people were, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> um, and, and they were like, you should just do this instead of be a lawyer. And, and so once I quit, I was like, well, why don't I just do this instead of being a lawyer? Great. Um, and so it's been, it's been an interesting journey so far. Um, I knew nothing about like building a following on social media. I know nothing about marketing. I know nothing about building a brand. Um, and so that's been a huge learning process. Not to mention that I know nothing about like creating a website or coding, so I had to learn all of that um, in a pretty short amount of time, which has actually been super fun, um, right? And like way more enjoyable than you know drafting LLC agreements. Uh, uh-huh. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the past six months. I first built an Instagram following. Um, just posting pictures of the stuff I was baking every day. Yeah. Um, and then, so now, uh, last week, I actually launched my website, um, which is katybirdbakes.com. And um, so there, I'll be posting all of my recipes. You can have it in one place. And it's, it's a combination of, like, you know, kind of indulgent baking desserts um, and brunch, which is my favorite meal, um, <laughs> and... Um, and then some, like, easy weeknight dinner recipes, too, because that's right. basically what I do in my normal life is I don't have a problem, like, taking some time to bake something, but I really don't want to spend much time on dinner and right. uh, or make, Fair. like, complicated things for dinner, Fair. so that's, that's my mix of recipes. I also don't like using, you know, um, like – cake mixes and stuff like that I like to bake from scratch so that's basically what you'll find yeah but it's still not hard it's not hard it's easy stuff
0: (laughs) I also love that like I've been following your Instagram for a while now I feel like since the beginning I'd like to believe that because (laughs) I love everything that you put up there but I love so much how like you're like oh you can get all of this at Trader Joe's because like truly is like a 26 year old that's the only place I go grocery shopping
2: me too totally and I was like I mean I feel so bad for people who don't have a Trader Joe's near them because they probably can't make my recipes. But, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, I just, I don't want to be one of those food bloggers who's like, here's 54 ingredients that you need and you need to go to a natural food store to buy all this stuff and whatever. Like there are people who are great at that and that's that's not me. I like to buy stuff that's like, you know, only a couple steps are required to have a delicious meal. You know, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because
1: otherwise it just goes into aspirational
2: cooking, and it will
1: never happen.
2: Exactly, I want stuff that real people can make, like after work or on the weekend or whatever. Right, right. So that's that's what my goal is.
0: That's awesome. Well, okay, so your story, which was just so beautiful, it makes my heart so happy. Um, <laughs> like, does remind me of ratatouille because I feel like it's like somewhat similar now you're not a rat obviously but you know there's (laughs) (laughs) but there is this like this passion for cooking that kind of just like you know like was kind of dormant until it was like well like this is what I love doing and that's like and and I think that the movie um at the end especially kind of captures what I think makes cooking and and baking so great because I did a bunch of baking when I was in South Africa with my little kiddos is like, it really does bring people together. Like one great way, like I've told everyone who's like going to do something new. I'm like the best way to make friends is to bring a baked good. Like you're going to a party where you don't know anyone, bring a plate of cookies and then everyone will be like, who made these cookies? And then it's you, you know?
2: Totally, Um, totally. That's my strategy from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I meet new people, I bring them cookies or brownies. It always works. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Always, it's never fail. Okay, so wait, we're about we're about halfway through our podcast. So now this is where we stop and we do some Oh my gosh! Eleanor, are you going to die? <laughs> I'm
1: not going to die. I'm just so up okay, so backtracking to the day, it like started differently than I imagined and I like expected to be done with something this morning far earlier than I was. So then I was, then I'm like more caught in transit than I would hope to be right now. And then I forget that like sometimes people feel the need to have like very loud motorcycles in public. And I don't know. Here's an okay, so maybe this is Annie. We'll go into radical honesty. Yeah. Being radically honest, I see no purpose to own an extraordinarily loud motorcycle. (laughs) Like there are motorcycles that do not make noise, that are not like frustrating for the people who ride them or the people who surround them they do they what does that add also you're in the middle of a major metropolitan area we're not like in utah we're not in like montana like none of this is necessary you're not scaring away buffalo like simmer down (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's my
1: radical honesty that was
0: really good that was really really good katie do you have a radical honesty ready or do you want me to go You can go. Okay. Well, so radical, radical honesty. I'm going to get like a little, okay. I have like two pieces of radical honesty. They're both like a little bit political, which I said, I wouldn't ever talk about politics again. And like, that's like almost right. But like, I just need to get these two things off my chest. (laughs) Number one. This is a safe space. Thank you. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Number one, whoever I'm, I am. I will say to the world I am Catholic, I am proud to be Catholic, but whoever is writing catholicvotes.com
2: oh, is no.
0: terrible. They they are terrible. And I am like I know, just know. I like actually did research this week trying to figure out like who is behind this and all you get is like paid for by like some weird thing and like Minnesota and I was like you know what maybe I'll look into this more anyway no Catholic votes and then number two (laughs) I am over anybody who in any political discourse brings up like how terrible Obama was or how terrible Hillary Clinton would have been because in my mind no matter what the two those two people did or said that they were gonna do they're done you know like it doesn't add anything. It doesn't it's not progressive at all. It's not forward thinking. So like those are my two pieces of radical honesty.
2: I totally agree with those. And actually mine is similar is I am so freaking sick and tired of a Twitter presidency. This is ridiculous. Like I can't handle that just because he wakes up one morning and he's like, I feel like I'll send the feds to Chicago that that can actually be something that happens. Like you need to respect the way that things are supposed to be done in the normal course of things. Um, And there are processes that need to be followed. There are agencies that need to be consulted. You are not a dictator. Yes. You have a lot of power, but you know, there are steps that need to be followed and governing via Twitter is not how it works.
1: Agreed. And we, like, and the founding fathers, set up a system that had checks and balances, and we like those. We're exactly. fans of checks and balances.
0: We believe in them. No, and Eleanor.
2: You them? Them? The, judge them?
0: the judge was ignorant. The judge was ignorant.
2: Right. So-called judges. That's what we have.
0: Yes. So-called judges.
2: <sighs> yep. Okay.
0: Wow.
1: Well, Sorry. On but- that note, <laughs> I do want to talk more about Ratatouille. Me too. It's just, a, it is a really beautiful film. And one thing that we haven't talked about is the voice actors. So I want to get to that point. Yeah. And also this idea, and this is an image ingrained in my mind because I particularly remember the first time seeing this movie, which I found in theaters now 10 years ago, which is crazy, but the, like, it's beautiful and you believe in Remy and it's like gorgeous. And you're like, yeah, he can do it. And then and there's that scene where all of the rats enter the kitchen. And you're like, what is happening? Like, this is actually gross. And I, like, want to support this and get behind this. But I'm also
2: disgusted. But there's rats in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, like, a swarm of rats. And it was that type. And I remember thinking, like, that, what, like, in a sense, a brave storyboarding move on behalf of the animators. Because, like, by that point, like, as an audience, like, we're invested. We believe in Remy. We want him to achieve his ambitions. We, like, are behind Linguini. Like, that has all been developed, like, established and developed. And then to get to the point where you're like, oh, wait, like, he's an actual rat and that is foul. Like, that, yes. that's some brave storytelling right there. I'm going to go out and say it. It's all <laughs> it brave storytelling. <laughs> I love that.
2: I it was a bold move.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, and then, like, speaking of voice actors, I love – I'm, like, blanking on his name. I think his name is Brad, but he – Brad something. He's the voice of the older Romano brother, and everybody loves
0: Raymond. um, Oh. Oh. Do you know who I'm talking about? Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. The voice of the show.
1: Yeah. He, I think, is – he was such a good voice choice for this. And then also, it's, like, interesting to think about now, because Patton Oswalt, who's the voice – of Remy like, yeah. like Patton especially at that point was kind of um, like a like, wokey. he was very much and he still is like an adult comedian this was his first kind of foray into anything child related and it's fascinating because he was not even he was not even a father at this point like now he writes really he's written recently like very beautiful pieces about how he's raising his eight year old daughter because if you remember um, Patton Oswalt's wife who was who, who graduated from Notre Dame um, yeah, girl. She died last year, um, really unexpectedly. <gasps> That's terrible. Um, she was, yeah, she was forty six. They had a seven year old daughter. She died in her sleep because she'd been working on this crime, um, crime series, like a true crime series. And I guess like they hadn't prescribed her medicine properly, so she took like like a Xanax and then mixed with. They just they honestly just released this this weekend that she had. Um, an undiagnosed heart condition and they didn't realize it would react so much so she like, died in her sleep but like so what I would but I would recommend like if you read Patton Oswald's writing about him as a single dad and like how he never expected to do this and how he didn't realize everything his wife did and how much he meant her is like really beautiful also that's like less related to Ratatouille but it is related to Pat Oswalt <laughs> oh. Sorry, I guess I have a lot of feelings about Pat. Maybe that's another moment of radical honesty. Like I have a lot of feelings about Pat Oswald. Eleanor, <laughs> so maybe
0: she's didn't he's, know we're there. So, Katie, this is like another piece of radical honesty that I'm going to do for Eleanor. It's really hers. Growing up, she told me that she would want to marry a widower because she thought she could do really well being someone else's mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true. I would because I would just like make it work. T- not that I want to... Okay, no, but Annie, you're making it sound creepy. Like, I'm not into Patton Oswald in that way. Are you, just, are like, you sure? You know, are you sure? Because it sounds like you are.
2: <laughs> what is it about the widower status that attracts you, So <laughs> I don't know, Katie, Katie Patton Oswald
1: Katie, there's lots of strange things. It's also, like, true story. I'm, like, attracted to people... And I mean, it's, like, universally, just in terms of, like, both I and physically attractive. But then also, I think that they are good people. Um, So, I, like, I'm attracted to their personalities if people have lazy eyes. Like, it is a really weird thing. Wait, what? I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Eleanor, that is so weird. I don't know, I, 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 like, can't. I don't know how to explain it. There's are just things that do it for people. And for me, it's apparently that
0: Oswald and lazy eyes.
2: <laughs> Brian um, has a lazy eye. <laughs> I'd be very pleased to hear that. Oh my
0: gosh. I love Brian. We need to get him on this too. That would be so fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think
1: people with lazy eyes are better
0: people. I'm going to put it out there.
1: They okay. have
2: to suffer through more in their lives, so. Yeah.
0: They're better. Okay. Oh, you know what? Whatever. This is a strange (laughs) conversation. But okay, Eleanor, I do have to talk about for one second um, a couple more of these voice actors because, like, number one, obviously, um, Peter O'Toole, love him very dearly. I think he does a great job in this movie as Anton Ego. Um, But then also, um, what a great character name, Anton Ego. Yes, that was awesome. Um, On point. What was I gonna say? Oh, okay. But the the girl I just I'm looking at IMDb's page right now. I finally found this woman. I've been like trying to figure out who she is for forever. So it's like Jean Garofalo. Um, and you she- know her? Okay, no. But Eleanor, I have been looking for her. I didn't know her name for forever. She was in the 1997 movie, The Matchmaker, which was set in Ireland, which was like the only thing I could think about while we were in Ireland. And I couldn't think of the name. So now everything's full circle.
1: I actually remember having that conversation. I was like, oh, the movie The Matchmaker. And you're like, no. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did
0: you really know it was
1: The Matchmaker? Yes. And we actually had this conversation and you told me I was wrong.
0: Um <laughs> that's amazing because like none of that apparently like settled in my brain. It's number one ever <laughs> happening, but number two, I don't think I've ever heard the name Gian Garafalo before or matchmaker. Anyway, she's
1: also I think did wasn't she in one of the TV shows you like? Anyway, she was yeah, no, she was in,
0: She was in the first season of The Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Man, oh, man. classic <laughs> oh. Huntington sister moment. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Back to Ratatouille. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so let's well, chat about this for a second. Like, do we think that this is a movie that kids should see today? Like, should I have my whole school see this? Just like Queen of Katwe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think it it does have a good message in that you should, you know, follow your passion despite what your upbringing or background might suggest about you um and that if you really want to make something happen for yourself you can but actually one of the things that i really liked in this movie was um when anton the critic tries the ratatouille for the first time um, oh my yes i really liked this scene because when he tried it what which which um it you know the rat had prepared he tries it and uh it, it immediately transports him back to his childhood when his mother used to serve it for him when he was upset or whatever and she was comforting him and it it transports him back to that time and he is just in love with the food and that's what i think um is a really good message from this movie is that food is not just about food it's about like the community and the, and the memories that it creates and that you can you can build such a feeling from it, and that, that's one of the things I really liked about it. That really resonated with me.
1: I would agree. That scene is gorgeous, and I was I was thinking about that. I was like, it, I remember watching this movie and being like, not only do I want to eat ratatouille, but it's like I want to, in a sense, catalog those foods that do transport me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, granted, I love food and I love cooking and I love eating out. And there are certain meals, like, still to this day that years on, I remember as being, like, very good and, like, perfect and great for that moment. Um, and it's true, like, uh, even now, like, planning going to Chicago in a few weeks, it's like, oh, it's always in my mind, like, what do I want to eat when I'm there? Because yeah, it's hard we, to choose. <laughs> yeah, we well, it's like, I mean, we also choose location where we associate locations based on food you can ask Annie like I truly my my sense of geography in Los Angeles is usually like understood in terms of like where ice cream places are it's, um, that is very that is a, a very, very true statement yeah. <laughs> um, and so it is just a really powerful scene and I would say that this is a good film for kids um, speaking about like dreams and following them but also it would be a great kind of film to get kids excited about cooking and that's such a like and in that sense cooking is so good because it's teaching processes and teaching processes but also experimentation um it's creativity yeah I I do think it would be in a sense like a good intro a good kind of like exciter um so I would absolutely support it in that sense
0: yeah so I would agree I would agree with all of that um and I – so not so much this year, but last year I had a lot of, like, little boys in my classroom who really loved cooking, and, like, that's what they wanted to do. And this year I have a little a little girl who's, like, obsessed with baking, and it is so cool to see them, like, release that creativity in that way and to, like, be like, okay, like, maybe I'm not a painter, but, like, this is another way to, to show the world, like, who I am and what I am and all of that. Um, I also – I mean – I don't know. I also love that this movie is, like, centered on food and just the enjoyment of it. Because I think a lot of times today, and I'm definitely, you know, this definitely happens to me too, is, like, we just kind of consume food. Like, we like kind of Remy says, like, with, like, the rats, like, they just kind of take what they get and they just consume and whatever. But, like, putting time into it and, like, really... I don't know, like, making food that you want to eat and you like, and I think that that's really kind of important, too. Um, And even just, yeah, I don't know, I just, I love this movie, and I love that the, like, like I've always dreamed of Paris. I've never been to Paris. I've been, like, so many other places, but not Paris, because I'm, like, saving it for, like, a very special time. Um, But this movie really, really makes me want to go. So, I don't know. There's just so much good in this movie.
2: I I totally agree. I think the. the concept of being intentional about your food is really important. And it's something that's often lost. I think eating often is very mindless for us. Like we're sitting in front of the TV and just going through a bag of chips or whatever. And, um, I think that, you know, the the concept of like sitting down to a very carefully prepared and well thought out meal is kind of lost on most people. And I think it's important to bring that back. And I think that'd be awesome for kids to see how, how much, Thought and joy can go into cooking. Totally. Totally.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and there is such a movement. And I know, like, again, this is one of those things that's almost like too L.A. I hate to bring it up, but, like, there's there's such an obsession here with the idea of, like, mindfulness and meditation. And there is a form of mindful meditation practice called mindful eating in which you're supposed to eat in silence. It's usually easier if you eat it, uh, eat alone, where you specifically think and savor each taste. And like really trying to put yourself in the moment, which I find fascinating.
2: That is interesting.
1: Yeah, that's something. That's something you can look up and blog about. It's yeah. <laughs> like, and doing a mindful meal is honestly like a really strange experience because it it's so far removed from our actual uh, like kind of lived experience of sharing a meal. So yeah, it, just even for the sense of like trying it, trying something different, it would be worth it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah,
0: like, that's cool. It's. It is cool. I also find it interesting because so much of what I love about eating and, like, I remember, like, meals that have meant the most to me, it's always been because of the conversation as well. Like, definitely the food, yeah. but, like, the people that you're with. So, it would be interesting to be just focused on the food. hmm Who knows? Trying new things. Okay, Anyway, so we should probably wrap up this lovely episode of Good Film Hunting, and our last segment here, Katie, um, is where in the world you would like to be right now at this moment. Um, So, does anybody want to start?
2: Um, I can go.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: Um, So, since it's been, actually this winter has been like not hard at all in Chicago, Mm -hmm. but it has been cold- Recently, and so where I would want to be right now is in Hawaii, and I'm actually going there in a couple mm-hmm. weeks, so I'm super yeah! excited.
0: That is so <laughs> fun! I'm so happy for you guys. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, we're going for my mom's birthday, actually, so it should be really fun. Oh, uh, gosh,
0: that's, that's
2: cool. did
1: to have that shared experience. Weirdly enough, I was going to say Hawaii even before you said that. Really? Because <laughs> yesterday, it was really cool, like, yesterday driving up through Santa Barbara, and there was a lot of fog here in the morning. Like, normally there's not fog here. And it was really cool because it was, like, the fog and the mountains and whatnot, and I was like, wow, I could be in Hawaii. And so that was, that was like, the only kind of motivation I had to go to Hawaii. Conversely, like, we've had, like, a cold L.A. winter, and it's, like, rained, possibly, like... 12 days total since the beginning of January, which is, like, crazy for Wait, us. Wait, but that's, like,
0: awesome. Yeah, like, right now I'm That's really good. It,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, in terms of drought, in terms of my, like, happiness, it's less so, but, I mean, whatever. You choose your battles. And then <laughs> um, I'm wearing
0: a coat right now, which is, like, upsetting, but I'll survive.
2: You
0: think like, I'm real jacket. <laughs> Okay, Katie, Eleanor will die in Chicago in two weeks. Like, she will not yeah. survive it. So. That sounds
2: like heaven to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, it sounds really great. Um, so, I think if I could go anywhere right now, I don't know why I really felt this today just walking around. I think I'd go to San Francisco. I just, Eleanor and I were there in the fall, and I just, like, whoa. Oh my gosh. It is my nightmare. <laughs> i yeah. don't know
1: how he returned
0: to stop me, but anyway please continue anyway i've just like i just been really feeling san francisco like it's such a beautiful city i love phil's coffee um and i don't really drink coffee but that is really good coffee and mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i just kind of feeling it so i'm gonna just go ahead and say san francisco um is such a cool city it is it is a cool city I think if I was moving to any like American city right now in my life, I'd move to San Francisco, but I'm not moving. Totally fair. <laughs> so, okay. I'll make you, no comments.
1: Thanks, Eleanor.
0: Thanks. Okay. <laughs> um, and,
1: okay. So thank you, Katie, so much for being our yeah, guest was so today. This is so fun. This so exciting and awesome. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun.
1: Hopefully we can do it again soon. I know. And then it would be great. We can do like a whole cooking
2: series. Which be the yes. Um, oh yes, my gosh. I'm in. I am in for that.
0: That sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
0: All right. Oh I guess we could do no. like Julie and Julia. Oh my god, they're oh, so good. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. That would be fun. And yeah, no,
1: we could do – I prefer mostly Martha to No Reservations if we wanted to start, like, a foreign language, like, track. but Ooh, Oh, decide. my gosh.
0: Or, Eleanor, do you remember that movie, that Indian movie we saw about, like, the Tiffin carriers? The Lunchbox. Oh, the Lunchbox. Oh, Katie. Katie. Have you seen The Lunchbox?
1: No. It's so oh beautiful. Gosh,
0: you need to Google it
1: immediately. Yeah, it's so all beautiful. Right.
0: It's, it's so like good. It's
1: a really beautiful
0: love story, mm-hmm. and it's all about, like – Oh, you have to do it immediately. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my God. I'm so excited about our food series. This is awesome. (laughs) Yay. Oh my gosh. We, you know what? We could all, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just getting like so many ideas, but I'm thinking we could go to a really good restaurant when Eleanor's here in Chicago and record live at the restaurant about a movie. Oh my God.
1: Yes. Let's do it. No, but for real, Katie, if you watch the Lunchbox soon, I could talk about that movie all day. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) Seriously. We could do that. Um, again, we could go get Inter- Indian food. Ugh! Oh, okay. Sorry, all the excitement. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, good and for- on that. Note, I you know. Can
1: find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Apple, iTunes. Right?
0: What is it? Yeah, we're but in I all, all any- of them. Um,
1: you missed yeah, Google Play. Things. Google Play. There's another one, the one that Haley recommended to us. That I name, I forget. But anyway. If we didn't say one that you want to hear us on, let us know.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And thank you again, Katie. And go to um, org. Yep, that's right.
1: Yep. Yes. Or check her out on Instagram and just get really jealous when you go to Trader Joe's and buy groceries. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They should sponsor you. Okay.
2: That would be awesome. Uh, But thank you so much for for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. This is so
0: fun. Absolutely.
1: Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.